Hey there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of The Brecky Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am Monday to Friday. That's Split Ends, History Never Repeats on 1FM Live and Local at 22 to 8. And it's a song I've not played for a while because I have not spoken to our resident historian, John Gribben, for ages. I've been neglecting him, but he's with me now. Good morning, John. Good morning, Terry. How are we? Very well, thank you. We've had so much to cover with politics and things. It's good to be talking about other things such as our local history. Well, it is. Um, (laughs) Today's going to be a really interesting one because I've learned some things in the last couple of years and I thought, well, gee, a lot of people locally won't probably have known this and it relates to Ned Kelly. There you go. Can't go wrong Um, with Ned. No, well, I can't. But what I'm going to do, just for the readers or listeners that may not know, I'm going to give you a quick pricey of what the Ned Kelly story is about. Okay, Ned Kelly was born in Beveridge in 1854, died November 1880. Now, his father was Red, a, a convict from Ireland, uh, and he was a bit of a drunkard. He lived and, and, and died at Avenal, uh, when Ned was only 12 years of age. So they're both at, at that really struggled. Yeah, at Avenal, yeah. I did mate. not know that. Can, and his name was yeah, Red. Yeah, well, you can... It's worthwhile going over and checking out because you can still see his grave. It's marked hmm. at the Avenal Cemetery, so that's did, all good. Did you say his name was Red? Yeah, well, John, they called him Red. Oh, Red and Ned. Okay, go on. Yeah, yeah, so that's where it was. Now, in the early teens, Ned sort of... Uh, crime was a bit of a thing with the family because a lot of relatives had been involved in crime and Ned actually hooked up with a guy by the name of Henry Johnson in his teen years. Now Henry Johnson is better known as Harry Power who was a bush ranger in the around the, the northeast of Victoria and Ned apparently did two or three robberies with him. Now the family after Red par- Red's passing in Avenal, the family actually moved up to Greta just out of Badawa and there, the family again was involved in bits of crime. At one stage, a policeman from Benalloc, a chap by the name of Constable Fitzpatrick, went out to Greta to because he'd read in the paper that there was a warrant out for Dan Kelly's arrest for horse stealing. So he went out there to Greta. Hang on, hang on, Dan Kelly. Yeah, Dan Dan Kelly, the brother of Ned. Yeah. Right. Okay. So they're out there at uh, Greta, and there's a there's a quite a this disputed stories about what actually transpired and this arrest by Fitzpatrick of Ned's brother, Dan. Fitzpatrick went out to the, the, the farmhouse. He said that at one stage, Ellen Kelly, who's Ned's mother, hit him over the head with a fireplace shovel. And with that time, Ned broke into the house and fired a shot at um, Fitzpatrick, which... Um, injured his wrist. Um, and in the whole commotion, Constable Fitzpatrick was overpowered uh, and eventually Ned, Dan, got away. Uh, and, and so that's, uh, that's where it was at. That's, that was his version of events. The Kelly's version of events was that Ned wasn't even there and Dan pretended to be looking out the window and, and said, oh, I can see Ned coming. And with that, as the um, the constable was divert as diverting his attention, 
Um, Dan turned around, overpowered him, and uh, in the struggle, the Constable Fitzpatrick hurt his wrist on a door handle. Now, that was his version of events, but uh, Ned's sister uh, came to the version of events that Ned, that sorry, that Constable Fitzpatrick had advances towards her, that Ned's sister, and in doing so, Ned's mother hit Fitzpatrick over the head with a fireplace shovel, and at that same stage, Dan overpowered uh, Fitzpatrick, and um, that's how he ended up getting away. Now, what actually transpired, no one really knows. But what is known is that Ellen Kelly, Ned's mother, got three years hard labour for her involvement in the incident. Now, that was very harsh. Even the Royal Commission said that was extremely harsh, particularly knowing that she had a young infant with her at the same time. And that was like basically he said, she said, wasn't it? That was he said, she said, and then, as I say, she got three years hard labour. Now, at this stage, uh, Dan had caught up with Ned and Steve Hart and Joe Byrne, and they were out at Stringy Bark Creek. There were a number of now, police Where, where is Stringy Bark Creek? Uh, uh, it's hard to... If you know Tatong and Tolmi... Okay, that area. It's right. halfway between the two. Yep. So it's out in the... In the, in the High country. Mm. Um, so they've gone out there. Uh, as they were, the police have been out to, to capture these Kellys, there was a uh, firefight and three of the policemen out there were, were killed. Um, Constable Lonigan, Constable Scanlon and Sergeant Kennedy. Now, from then on, there was warrants, there was rewards, dead or alive for these people. And the Kelly went on a, a bit of a, a rampage through the country because they'd had enough of being persecuted by the police, particularly with what happened to their mother. Now, they ended up robbing the bank at Yeroa. Then they robbed the bank at Gerildery. And with that, after the Gerildery robbery, they thought they were going to rob the banks here in Shepparton. And so they'd staked, the police had staked out the bank here in Shepparton, and it's where the current law courts are. The bank was where the current law courts are at the moment in Shep. So they were across the road with sniper positions, but the Kellys never went there, so they never went there. Eventually, though, um, they went out to... Uh, they heard that the Kellys were out at, back in Greta and out at Glen Rowan, so the police were going out to Glen Rowan, where, of course, uh, they'd set out a whole lot of police, Bottom line, it was a big gun battle. The Kellys were wearing armour uh, that was designed to protect them from the bullets of the police, and uh, they've become so famous for this particular armour. Um, unfortunately, uh, all the crew, the gang, was basically killed in a hotel that was set on fire, but Ned was captured, and he was later on hanged for his involvement in the murders of at the police at Stringy Bark Creek. Now, that's a very quick, uh, very quick prate of what the Kelly gang was all about. But here's a couple of things that I didn't know. And um, I've only just learned in the last couple of years. One is, of the, the three policemen that died, uh, we had Lonigan from Volatown, Kennedy from Mansfield, but apparently Scanlon was originally from Marupna, which... I hadn't realised before. 
The next one is Fitzpatrick, Constable Fitzpatrick, who was, he gave the version of events that uh, Ned's mother hit him over the head with a fireplace. Now, I should point out, Fitzpatrick was later dismissed from the police force in disgrace uh, only a few years later, so he he really was no... Yeah, I think I'm believing Ned's mother. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so he was booted out of the force. Um, He was from Benalla, but he and the reason why he went out to arrest uh, Dan Kelly is because he'd seen him before at the Cashel races. Now I don't know if you know, but Cashel is in the Greater Shepherd area, I, and it's only a couple of kilometres. I certainly do know because the Bank of Cashel, Cashel That's is still right. there, and I actually know the people who live in that house. Wow! Hello okay, to the well. Fl- hello to the Flemingses. <laughs> <laughs> well, very very interesting because. And so they had races out there, and Dan Kelly was a real racing nut. He loved fast horses and all the rest of it. He was a great horseman, apparently. And, um, yeah, the policeman had encountered him along there, so he actually knew what he looked like. So that was interesting that I hadn't heard of before, too. The other one, too, is the headquarters for the Kelly capture at one stage, after the robbery at Geraldi, but, you know, getting ready for the potential robbery in Shepparton, the headquarters for that was in Murchison. Hmm. That stonked me for a long time. I think, you know, this uh, Ned Kelly Museum at uh, Glen Rowan maybe needs to be moved over here, or maybe we need our <laughs> maybe, own. Maybe. Um, but I couldn't work out why Murchison, of all places, was the headquarters. And then I realised that the railway line hadn't been built for Shepparton at that stage, and had only gone as far as Murchison. So the phone lines were only as far as Murchison, uh, and basically, Murchison was the communication centre. So that's why Murchison was the headquarters for that. But the other one I want to mention is Ned Kelly was um, Ned Kelly was ultimately hung. And as he was in, ju- in, in court, Justice Sir Redmond Barry actually said to Ned as he passed sentence and and he said, and may God have mercy on your soul, because he was sentenced to, to be hung. Ned turned to Redmond Barry and said, and I shall go a step further. I will see you there. And believe it or not, 12 days after Ned was hung, the judge died of, of natural causes, a, a carbuncle in his neck or something. But what a lot of people don't realise that... Uh, so Redmond Barry's youngest son, Frederick, lived in Murchison and is buried in the Murchison Cemetery. So we've got connections all over many, the place. Many, many connections. Hmm. I think we need yeah. to document this somehow. Well, we're doing it right now, actually. <laughs> we are. <laughs> so there were many relatives around Cashel and Dookie for the Kellys, the Ryans, the Quinns. They were all connected there. A few, um, few Irish there names in there. Sympathetic people there. Yep. Well... I can only say one thing to that, John. What's that? Such is life. Yes, it is, very much. Very good. Thanks. Great to hear from you again, John. Always intriguing, and we'll catch up with you again soon, I hope. Good on you, Terry. See you We've been talking to John Grubin on 1FM Live and Local at 11 to 8.
This station, FM 98.5, subscribes to the Broadcasting Community Code of Practice. The Code of Practice is a set of agreed standards that have been developed by community radio stations across Australia. They reflect the unique principles of community broadcasting and guide stations in a whole range of activities, including complaints handling and Australian music content. If you'd like a copy of the Code, please contact us during business hours and we will mail a copy to you. Do you need it knocked over or smashed up? Keith McRae Demolitions are your demolition and environmental cleanup specialists. Equipped with EPA trucks and a mobile concrete crusher, they're also licensed asbestos removalists. Call into their yard where they stock a huge range of second-hand timber, steel, aluminium windows, all at super second-hand prices. Call Crowbar Demolitions today on 58299413. Of 1FM. A mosquito plague is currently raging across the 1FM listening area. To make things worse, the mozzies can carry diseases like Ross River fever, Barmer forest virus, and the potentially deadly Murray Valley and Japanese encephalitis. So prevention is our goal here at Jason's Pest Control. We have sonic mozzie repellers. They admit a sound wave that only the insects can hear, and the mozzies simply leave the area. No smoke, no smells, and better yet, no mozzies. With a 100% money-back guarantee, call Jason's Pest Control now. 1-800-599-699. 1FM sponsor. Daryl here from Aussie Ag Supplies. Just a quick message, re-tractor parts for many brands of tractors. Most of you good listeners know the brands of parts we carry. Over the busy times ahead, if you need new or used tractor parts, call Aussie Ag. Our stocks are large, plus glass doors, etc. Our wrecking stock of tractors is growing along with used tractors and machinery. Call Daryl on 0428 235000 I'll repeat that 0428 235000 7 out of 10 cars stolen today will be stolen using their own keys make sure you leave your keys out of sight behind a locked door and visit www.howsafeismyplace.com.au to find out more simple things you can do to protect your home and family it's a free service from Neighbourhood Watch in partnership with RACV. How safe is my place.com.au